like cinnamon tea with extra honey. Here comes short and sweet parenting tips. Hello, we are back with part two of the big picture on short and sweet parenting tips. My husband Robbie and I are doing a series on establishing a team atmosphere in your family. Hello, short and sweet parenting tips world. So during part one of the big picture last week, we gave some background and discussed the importance of being deliberate. After this week, we'll discuss some real life strategies and get down to the nitty gritty with some things your families can try. <laughs> it's time for kids activities. Yay! <laughs> Hello kiddos out there. Do you know what a maze is? Have you ever done a maze in a coloring book? If you haven't, ask your grown-up to show you a picture and then ask them to give you some tape. Masking tape would work best, just not the clear tape. Then I'd like you to make a maze on the floor using the tape. Check with your grown-up to see where you are allowed to do this though. Maybe you can tear the pieces or have someone older than you cut them. If you don't have tape, you can always use pieces of paper. You can fold them or maybe tear them. Then you could put your stuffed animal friends through the maze and maybe even your grown-up can try it. So, are we ready to move on to benefit of the doubt? Sure. Okay. This is, I feel like, a huge one and it's something we still struggle with. This was something I don't even remember how it came about. To me, it's kind of like a mindset and a communication thing. How would you describe benefit of the doubt? So I would I would say that you as an individual, right, when you're going through your day and you're doing actions and things like that, you have a, a reason for what you did. Uh, but that reason may not be apparent to folks mm-hmm. who are outside. And so they may see you do something and think, oh, well, the reason that you did X, Y, or Z was because A, B, or C. And really the reason that you did X, Y, or Z was because of uh, reason one, two, and three. And so having that communication to help understand what was the driving or what was the motivating factor behind whatever the action was is important, as well as phrasing the question when mm-hmm. when, when you ask that. And so, tone of voice. Right. If you approach <laughs> someone and say, why did you do that? that immediately puts them on the defensive to have to justify what they did, right? And so a different approach would be, you know, can you explain to me, uh, you know, how, how you came to this decision or can you help me understand, uh, you know, what you were thinking about? It's just to not put them on the de- defensive right away. And it's also, you know, this goes back to like counseling 101. It, you don't approach them with a you, you, you you try to phrase things and I, and often I try to give the other person insight as far as I feel like this is what was going on. Can you let me know? Because I don't think I have it right. And that's the benefit of the doubt is checking with the other person to make sure your read on the situation is either accurate or needs to be changed. Right. And the other person may not even be aware of what your concern is. So Maybe in your mind, you were really looking forward to having that last piece of coffee cake, <laughs> right? Or banana bread. Or banana bread, <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. Right? And it's been, it's been sitting there and you've been like, oh, I'm saving that. Well, may, maybe the person who ate <laughs> the last piece of banana bread, hypothetically, 
<laughs> didn't even know that 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 was something that you had been setting aside and saving for the last day and a half, right, to eat at a particular time. Maybe the only thing in their mind was, hey, it's breakfast, there's coffee, and there's banana bread. Sounds delicious. Let's go for it, right? And so there's no ill intent, right? There is no like, oh, I know that, uh, you know, this person is waiting for this banana bread, so I'm going to eat it to spite them and put them out. They just didn't even know. Just for the record, I was the mediator in this situation. <laughs> but there were there were misunderstandings and assumptions on both sides. And at the end of the day, there were no hurt feelings because it's like, hey, d- were you aware of this part? And were you aware of this part? And I feel like the the wronged banana bread user was actually pretty forgiving and understanding. So that helps too. Yeah. And for the record, it was delicious. <laughs> really well with my coffee. <laughs> I, know, I know. It was a good batch. It was a good batch. When I don't make it, the cakes come out of much better. Something else to consider for the benefit of the doubt is it's not easy in the heat of the moment to always think about benefit of the doubt. And so that goes back to, you know, this is one of the overarching themes or touch points to kind of refer back to. And if you really wanted a, you know, a provide a a book to maybe consider reading. There's a great book out there called Crucial Conversations, and it talks about uh, how to handle a conversation when the stakes are high. Maybe not the case of banana bread. Um, Emotions are running high. The stakes are high. Emotions run hot. That's what makes a crucial conversation. Part of that talks about getting, you know, benefit of the doubt deepening the pool of understanding, which is really what you're trying to get at when you ask the questions. So it's, I just recommend that book as, as one thing to go back and look at. And I continually go back to that book um, periodically just to reread it. Um, and it helps just to remember that benefit of the doubt because it's not always easy. Yeah. And, and actually, I think having a third party who, who is not an emotionally invested person to help get a read on the situation and, and say, hey, this may not be the accurate read on it, and then go to the other person and say, there's a reason this person's angry, let's explain. So I, I, I feel like being open to mediate that without choosing sides with the intention of clarifying. Mm-hmm. Fairness. Now here's, Robbie was the banana bread, I am the fairness. <laughs> This, um, I feel like I said this in a previous podcast about the definition of fair. And let me go back a little bit. Creating a team atmosphere will be undermined if the players are too concerned about fairness. And I think what really revolutionized my view of fairness and, and helped kind of our team atmosphere was one of Katie's schools years ago talked about the definition of fairness and it wasn't that everything's equal it's that each individual gets what they need so if you think about in a school setting maybe one kid is really great at math maybe the other kid is on an IEP you don't want their schooling to be equal because that is not going to serve each kid being fair means the kid on the IEP is getting the extra help they need, and maybe the kid who's really good at math is advanced into into a higher course. So equal is not fair. 
So that's kind of the definition that that revolutionized the way I looked at fairness, because fairness has always been a really big deal for me. This boils down to how you parent individual kids differently. It goes down to how many pieces of bacon do we get in the morning? (laughs) I mean, fairness and being equal kind of transcends most categories of parenting. So I look at uh, fairness and this definition a little bit differently. Uh, I think it gets to trying to focus on what is your interest versus what is your position in terms of what's fair. And so uh, your interest is what's the overarching thing that you're trying to accomplish and your position is how you think you want to accomplish that. that. I'll give you one example. So if you had two chefs that were uh, both needed an orange for the recipe, right? Fairness would say chop the, the orange in half and give half to each side. But if you think about approaching this from an interest point of view and trying to understand what each chef needs for the recipe, you would discover that one chef needed the orange peel and one chef needed the orange pulp. And so they could both have had their interests met and things would have been fair, but it wouldn't have involved dividing the orange in half. And so that, that's kind of how I look at the fairness piece, trying to uncover the, the interest at the heart of the matter. So how does this look in parenting? I, I'm thinking of chores. Our girls have different capabilities. Their age span is almost five years. So the, the chores that we have are different for our older one who can lug a vacuum cleaner up and down the stairs and our younger one who uh, clean windows. <laughs> So that's one aspect. And for the record, we still haven't solved the bacon issue because there's never enough bacon made, apparently. Right. We would <laughs> to make more bacon and that might solve it. Uh, so in, in your example there, Anne, so, you know, thinking about the interest is that we want to have the girls help around the house and also to learn life skills in terms of being able to, you know, clean and take care of the things that they own. So that, that's our interest uh, versus a position might be that, well, they all have to do uh, the same chore, right? Uh, those chores uh, are going to have to be geared toward their capabilities. Well, and you know what? Just another example that came to mind is unloading the car after a trip. You know, the girls, I feel like, get into arguments. She carried the light thing. Well, I carried more than her. And and so I feel like somehow unloading the car, there's a lot of discussion when we're unloading the car. And so I will explain to them, you can carry more than this person. And by the way, daddy can carry more than all of us. Did you see the big load he carried in? You know, just to kind of let them know, you know, we, we all carry a load based on our capabilities. So just a recap on the big picture. Being deliberate is huge, but also keep in mind what fair really means and help your kids understand this too. And let's all make our best effort to give everyone else the benefit of the doubt, even though I know it's really hard. Just as important though, remember to give yourself grace, my friends, especially during COVID. So I think we have covered everything we wanted to as far as overarching approach. Next episode, we're going to talk about more nitty-gritty with team family. Yeah, we'll just give you all some ideas to maybe think about, and uh, hopefully they become seeds that grow or help at least brainstorm for mm-hmm. you some some ways that you might uh, put some of these in, in place in your, your family. 
Hi kids, how did the maze making go? Did some of your stuffed animals try it? Like maybe a Barbie or a teddy bear or a dinosaur or even maybe a brother or sister. Now see if your adult can find their way through the maze. Hey, thanks for joining us for this week's short and sweet parenting tip and we'll see you next week. We'll not see you. Right. We'll catch you next week. Fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.